This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create an exceptional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off, go to Squarespace.com and use the offer code COOKIE. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about, I I don't even know how to describe it. We are talking about food as utensils. So this all started, this all started a few weeks ago. On the popcorn episode, uh, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to the popcorn episode because it's one of our favorites. And during that episode, uh, something for some reason we started on getting onto the idea of uh, foods being used as utensils. And uh, I, I listened back to the episode to remind myself what we said, and then I forgot again. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I have no idea. So all I know is we asked people to send in uh, their uh, examples of using food as utensils, and a lot of you did, and that's great. But before we get to that... Uh, I think we need to talk about what is a utensil, because I had a really hard time coming up with a good definition. Okay, well, I mean, in this case, I think we're talking about anything that is a vehicle for delivering food to your mouth. Okay, so does the the utensil have to kind of go in your mouth? I think it does, because, I mean, you know, otherwise we could call a plate a utensil or a bowl if if you picked up the bowl and slurped from it but that's yeah. not a utensil well we're gonna we're gonna get to that because one of the things that uh, was suggested is kind of bowl shaped um so let's uh let's go let's get into this so um, okay let's get into it let's get into this um did you buy some red vine uh, yes i did yes yes uh, should we should we start with that? So yeah. We can, yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna pause and get our. Oh, first that's utensil. how we got to the topic. Yes, because yes. we were talking about uh, what do you eat with popcorn, red vines, and Coke. Guess what we've got here? Red vines and Coke. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So I have here. I purchased the smallest container of red vines I could get. They had at the store the one pounder, the two pounder, or the four pounder. Are you serious? I am what, completely what does serious. What do you do with four pounds of red vines? Well, it's like the the Costco, well, probably the one at Costco is even bigger, but like the, the plastic container, mm. the round container with the plastic lid. Do and, you think that it's if you're having a cocktail party where a whole bunch of people are going to be drinking through red vines, you need the four pounder? You mean like, I, I, I've never had a party that upscale. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm okay. biting off both ends. You got to bite off both ends. 
Do you know the song Red Skies at Night? Uh-uh. Red skies at night, red skies at night, oh, oh. Because uh, as I was getting the stuff, I could not stop singing to myself. Red vines and coke, red vines and coke, oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. You know, I remember I used to like red vines. These taste terrible. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, like, I don't like to be a downer, but this tastes bad. I secretly do like to be a downer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> On the Sorry. upside, the the red vine. I mean, I do. Mm, kind of like the red vine and Coke, though. Yeah, it's great. See, the thing I realized, like when we were kids, I think we all assumed that the red vine was like flavoring the Coke as it came up through the hole. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more that like your lips are dissolving the red vine and getting red vine flavor in your mouth while you drink the Coke. This is sounding so erotic. Again, that's... Two, two weeks in a row, this show is not suitable for children. This is great. I feel like I'm at the movies in my dining room. Boy, I, I think I just don't like red vines anymore. No, they're awful. Um, but I mean, but this is a nostalgic experience for me. But you, but you said you never did this before, I never right? did this. Um, Thank so God. If you were no. going, if you were going to be watching a movie, what a downer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you were, if you were going to be watching a movie while having this uh this experience of red vines and coke what movie would you want to be watching oh god i kind of want to see the second hunger games oh i just saw the first one like a couple months ago and it made really enjoyed it It made me really hungry (laughs) i wanted to play some games no um i would really like to see the second hunger games i want i think i want to watch the fugitive wouldn't it be great if they made a movie (laughs) you know how they made a movie of battleship wouldn't it be great if they made a movie of hungry hungry hippos (laughs) That would be outstanding. <laughs> I don't know what the plot of that yeah, movie would be. Just, there'd just be a whole lot of... Send remember, us, send us remember, your spec script. Do you remember how how noisy it was when you would be like in a really oh, yeah. heated game of, of Hungry Hungry Hippos? You'd be sitting there like pounding on your little lever and the, it was just very noisy. I think maybe my parents made us get rid of that game because it was so loud. Yeah. Or at least like only play it when they were not around it was my favorite for a while oh it's a great game it's a fantastic game i mean who doesn't love hungry hungry hippos yeah i i I think i want to get i think i want to go on the uh the competitive hungry hungry hippos circuit okay so other food as you said so far we've gone through one and and we didn't like it that much great hey you know can we can we do a shout out to the old tim tam slam yes the one we we did incorrectly (laughs) Yes, we did it wrong in multiple ways. <laughs> so uh, tell me again how it's supposed to be done. Okay, I believe it's you bite off all opposite corners of the Tim Tam, which is an, which is an Australian sandwich cookie, like a, a chocolate-coated sandwich cookie, and then drink hot coffee through it. Oh, we were drinking like cold milk. <laughs> yeah, we cut off, we bit off the ends and drank cold milk through it. Um, Wait, but what? Is, how's biting off the ends different from biting off opposite diagonal corners? Well, because I think if you bite off the ends, it just kind of the whole cookie kind of gets soggy and collapses, huh. and also requires more suction to pull it up. You know, the Tim Tam kind of reminds me a little bit of the of a Kit Kat. Do you think that we could because do the, of the name, the Tim Tam Slam with a Kit Kat, the Kit Kat Scat? <laughs> <laughs> no? um, is that that's like the stray cat strut <laughs> yeah. yeah i think if it's a song we can do it i don't i don't think you can drink through a kit kat but i don't know because several people told us including mary and jill and other people that you can stick a peppermint stick or candy cane into an orange and suck orange juice through it 
Have you ever done this, Molly? I've never done this, but it sounds delicious. It sounds great. I don't see how it would work. So I went several places to try and get peppermint sticks, and everybody thought I was nuts for trying to find, basically trying to find candy canes in February. Mm-hmm. I went to a like an old timey candy store where they only had giant novelty peppermint sticks, which I figured <laughs> probably you wouldn't work. Find a giant novelty orange. I know, like how about how about a, uh, a pomelo, <laughs> one of those one of those gigantic <laughs> citrus fruits. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I um I, I wanted to feel like a like a um uh Lilliputian. So I so I got a pomelo and a giant peppermint stick and just went to town. <laughs> uh so we didn't do that, but it sounds great and uh next December I think we'll revisit this idea. Mm-hmm. So what I've always wondered along the same lines is you know how a Bloody Mary always comes with a celery stalk yes. jammed in it? Can you drink through the celery stalk? I was wondering this too, so I Googled it and couldn't find any evidence that you can, but I haven't tried it. I mean... Is is the thing just that, like, doesn't the celery stalk eventually kind of suck up the Bloody Mary? Didn't you do something in, like, grade school science involving absolutely. a celery stalk and, like, colored water Exactly, or yeah, and you could see it, like, through capillary action, like, come yeah. up... Yeah. Yeah. So we could have, in theory, we could have tried drinking colored water through our celery, maybe? No? Maybe. I don't know. I... I should have gotten celery. So basically, basically this episode, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff that we failed to accomplish, mm-hmm. but we're, but we're still drinking our red vines and Coke and red vines still aren't good. <sighs> this episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create an exceptional website or online portfolio. Yes. And we've talked to you about Squarespace before. We, we know the message is getting across because you've been sending us some cool websites that you made with Squarespace. And uh, we think this is great. And we think it's great because Squarespace really is the easiest, by far, way to make a cool website. Mm-hmm. They have something like 20 beautiful templates to help you get started. And they're adding new stuff all the time. And should you need help? I know that I always talk about this part, but it's very meaningful to me. I understand. I, I the, seem to have a real personal connection to online support. I do. <laughs> I do. They've got a Care Bear layer. They've got actual Care Bears working for them in customer support. Now, what I mean is they, they have an incredible customer support team and they work out of what is called the Care Bear Lair. I, mean, I you, love that. Do you have any evidence that they're not actual Care Bears? I don't. No. So they might be. They have a logo creator. That means you can uh, create a professional looking logo for your business um, You know, with their cool online tool, free. They've got e-commerce. No matter what uh, level of account you get, you can sell stuff through your website and it is so easy. You know, I'm I'm planning to to sell all my stuff and <laughs> um, and take up the ascetic life of a monk. And Squarespace is a big part of that. Well, you too can get in on this this monk like you you too uh, can can live on the edge <laughs> uh, by signing up. And when you do, you can get a special discount, Matthew. What is that discount? Uh, it's 10% off your first order if you use the order offer code COOKIE. Yes, the offer code COOKIE, like that tasty thing we all like to eat. I really want a cookie right now. Me too. Thanks a lot, um, Squarespace. That's, that's basically the one thing Squarespace cannot do. They can uh, they can put cookies in your browser, but not in your mouth. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Anyway, Squarespace, it's everything you need to create an exceptional website. So Elizabeth had a couple of suggestions. Mm-hmm. Hi, Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth suggested those bowl-shaped tortilla chips. Or Fritos. Fritos Oh, scoops. my God. Fritos. Even original Fritos 
are kind of like the original utensil food. But are they a utensil? Because like, if you dip a tortilla chip in salsa, or, that doesn't make a tortilla chip a utensil, does it? But I could probably eat, uh, you know, uh, I, I, if you could eat other things with it. Eat other, what other things with what? <laughs> I'm just thinking of, I'm going back to Fritos, okay? Okay. Or Fritos or tortilla chips. It doesn't really matter, okay? So I could, if I didn't have a spoon, for instance, I could eat soup using a Frito or a scoop-shaped tortilla chip. In some sort of desert island situation. Yeah, exactly. Where you have a bowl of soup and no spoon, just Fritos and... and, um, Or maybe my desert island movie theater where I also only have red vines as straws. Yes. Yeah. Um, And and everybody's walking around wearing coconut bras. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I can't wait to go. Yeah, this island sounds great. Island. God, it's my dream wardrobe. Yeah. So what? Uh, that's that's actually another food as utensil. If you think about it. Um, <laughs> yes. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm sold on the on the Frito as utensil. But yeah. Okay. Really? How is a Frito like a scoop Frito different from a bowl shaped tortilla chip? I wasn't sure if I was sold on the bowl shaped tortilla chip. We, we see we weren't sure before whether a bowl was a utensil. Okay, fine, I'm in. Great, <laughs> good. Glad we settled that. So, okay, I was thinking about this this morning. Animals that come with a shell. Yes, they kind of come with their own utensil. Sure. Like, I mean, mussels in particular, they're the obvious choice. They come with their own tongs. Yes, because you can use the uh, mussel shell to pick out the uh, meat from the next mussel. Mm-hmm. But also, crabs, you know, when you're eating crab, you can take the little pointy pointer of the the claw and use it to dig the meat out of other legs. Okay, I really like that. You can make an animal basically tear itself apart and eat itself. I I liked it up until just a minute ago. <laughs> I was trying to figure out, actually, after I, I was thinking about shellfish, I was trying to figure out if there were utensils involved in other animals, like cows or pigs. <laughs> this, could, this could get really gross really quickly. <laughs> I couldn't find any. Uh, <laughs> keep digging. <laughs> oh, no. Something's gone wrong with my red vine. <laughs> it's got, it's got, a, it's like a hole dissolved in it. And now it won't suck up the coke anymore. You know, I think it's probably because Mayday, Mayday, <laughs> travel on the island. I think it's probably because of the corrosive powers of Coca Cola. I think you're exactly right. Oh, wow, it's getting all, all oogly down there. <laughs> I'm gonna try taking a bite of the oogly end. You want to? Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Oh, you have to try this, people. But that's so revolting. It's so gross. You, I don't want to be the only one. It's so chalky. Oh, my God. How can I get this out of my mouth? Well, it tastes, it, the texture and flavor are both bad. <laughs> and you finished your water. <laughs> I, I want to soak a red vine in Coke for like three hours. Oh, my God. How can it possibly be so chalky? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's that it, that it, liquefies but then rather, like, sort of freezes in the cold liquid i would rather like drink a gallon of pepto-bismol than take one more bite of it's that. kind of similar to pepto-bismol yeah, isn't it absolutely i hope it has medicinal properties yeah my tummy would feels be, so much better be the only reason to ever do that again okay so we were in the middle of talking about animals that, that disassemble and eat parts of themselves <laughs> <laughs> um 
<laughs> so, so maybe we shouldn't go back to that. Yeah, maybe we should just wrap this up. Okay, so uh, let's see. Other things. Oh, um, no. Let's let's move on to something that's actually tasty. Please. Injera. Oh, yes. Yeah, Ethiopian food. But does that count? Because it's like f- food that is food. I think absolutely that counts. So we're talking about the... The, the, the kind of spongy flatbread that um, one generally eats with Ethiopian food. You tear off pieces of it. It's made of teff. Yes, which is a kind of grain. You tear off pieces of it and use it to scoop up other foods. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's, it's not the only flatbread used that way. I mean, there are Indian flatbreads used that way. Um, and I totally think that's a utensil. It's like... You know, it's just it's just the thing that goes between your hand and the food for like to keep your hand clean because it tastes good because it has a nice textural contrast. I feel like that's totally a utensil. And also, every time I go for Ethiopian food, I am just amazed at the amount of injera I can eat. I know, I know. Um, I've got I've got an a bottomless injera pit. In uh, in northern Thailand and northeast Thailand, it's really common to uh, to use sticky rice to eat things. So you like that make is a, so sticky. Um, but, uh, you know, you can, like, flatten out, like, make a little ball of it or a little little cake of it and, and stick it into some salad or something and pick it up and stuff it all in your mouth. I love that. I love it, too, but it, it doesn't... It is sticky. So the nice thing about utensils, I guess, to get back to our utensil definition, is they, in general, keep your hands clean. Yeah. Are you mi- utensils so that you can, you know, be sophisticated in mixed company? Yeah. What Not is, get the, your what hands is the, dirty? the role of utensils? Because we could really just use our hands. We really could. Um, do you think we should? Do you think we should go? Should we just get rid of utensils and clear clear the slate? There must be a term for this, like going commando, but <laughs> different, <laughs> right? Let's just borrow that. Yeah, I'm gonna um, try going commando. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and also not use utensils. <laughs> um, I mean, there are some things where where the where the utensil. I don't know. Are there things where the utensil just makes it more effective, or is it all just about politeness and This is getting and too philosophical for me. I know. <clears throat> um, I kind of want to go through a whole bunch of foods and try eating them with my hands and just see how it feels. <laughs> maybe, maybe in the bathtub. Soup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, but that's, yeah, see, see that's the thing is, like, like to use a utensil to, like, uh, enable a, a small part of the food to cool down before you put it in your mouth. This is really getting deep. Wow. I read a book about utensils. I think it was called Consider the Fork. I'm going to look this up. Oh, yeah. There's a, a, a recently published within the last couple of years called yes. Consider the Fork. It's, it's supposedly a wonderful book. I have not gotten to I read, read it, it yet. and it was very good. And it probably answered some of the questions <clears throat> that we're asking. But Too I re- bad we never do research for this show. <laughs> um, no, no. I read the book and then just forgot what was in it. Um, and I, li- I did listen to that popcorn episode yesterday and then forgot again <laughs> uh, and then remembered again. Um, it's been a long day for us. Today. Yeah, it has. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going commando too. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going mentally commando. <laughs> uh, anything else? Anything else we heard from listeners? No, that was pretty much it. That was the best stuff. So you can find us online at uh, spilledmilkpodcast.com. I will post a link to that book, uh, Consider the Fork, which I honestly do recommend. There was some really interesting stuff about how human teeth used to be very different before we started using utensils. Yes, I think I saw an excerpt of this book somewhere. Um, um, it, it, that, that part of it has been mentioned in a number of places and is really fascinating. And 
I want to I want to reintroduce this utensil uh, discussion sometime because I was realizing yesterday that there are some foods that really should be eaten with chopsticks and us- usually aren't, but that's not really food as utensils. Hmm. Fascinating. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, uh, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast. Don't forget, you can uh, become a subscriber at spilledmilkpodcast.com slash donate mm-hmm. and uh, get on our secret mailing list and we'll get some send secret you episodes. A postcard. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the, uh, the show that is uh, slowly dissolving in Coca Cola and is going to eat itself with its own utensils. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amsterberg. Maybe you, know? you have to be in a certain frame of mind. Maybe you have to be high. Yeah, that's, I think that's what I meant. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 